Hi everyone. I want to share today about when the rubber meets the road and for the sake of those listening who English is not your first language, I want to explain the definition of this idiom to you. It is a point where a theory or idea is put to a practical test. It's the most important point for something, the moment of truth. You know, as Christians, we're at this place where the rubber meets the road. We're at the point where our theories, our ideas, they're being put to practical tests. And this is the most important point. This is the moment of truth. We have learned what we're supposed to do, what we're supposed to be. We have taught it to others. What are we going to do? How are we going to react when we are at this place where the rubber meets the road? There are three houses that Esther in the Bible lived in. The first house was the house of adoption. She was a Jewish girl adopted by relatives. She was trained and brought up in the Jewish ways. She knew, she was familiar with God's ways, with what he approved of, with what brought pleasure to him. Then there was the second house Esther was in, which was called the House of Women, where she was purified and she was fed bitter herbs. And spiritually, those bitter herbs speak of harsh circumstances. Finally, the third house for Esther was the house of the king where she was crowned as queen. She became his bride. There never would have been that third house. Esther would never had become the king's wife had she not qualified first in the second house where she had to experience bitter, harsh circumstances, so to speak, the bitter herbs representing that spiritually. This is a time of preparation. If you remember from my first episode when we first started out with this whole pandemic thing and we're going into quarantine, one of the very first things that the Lord spoke to me about this time for his people is that this is a time of preparation. And when Esther was in that second house of women, that was a time where she was being prepared. What was she being prepared for? To become the king's wife. We as Christians are going through many experiences in our lives. And right now, we are where the rubber meets the road. We are going through circumstances that things that we have been taught all our lives are being put to very, very practical tests. We've heard and we've taught our whole life. 
God will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. We've heard and taught all of our lives to trust the Lord, to have faith, to praise him in all our circumstances. But we're in the middle of some harsh, some very harsh circumstances. And are we actually in the time of these practical tests putting these theories, putting these into practice in our life? Or is it just head knowledge? Has it become heart knowledge? Are we practicing these things? Because we're being prepared. We're in a time where we are either qualifying or we are disqualifying ourselves. This is the moment of truth. We're in the practical tests. And we have to, we must be victorious. We must be more than conquerors so that we can go to that third house, so to speak, so that we can qualify to go in and become the bride of Christ. No one likes going through hard circumstances, but the Lord does allow them in our lives for purposes of making us better how we respond during all of these practical tests is going to either qualify us or disqualify us. So my friend, if, if our spiritual goal is to become Christ's bride, we're going to go through preparation we are going to need to qualify and the Lord in his mercy will allow us to go through harsh circumstances so that we can be molded so that we can become better and so that we will be able to qualify to become his bride this endemic has not been easy not for any one individual and the way the economy is and where it's going is not easy and it's not going to be any easier we all have our personal aches and pains don't we we all have grief and sorrow there's a lot of depression going on on top of everything else We're in a time where the rubber meets the road. What we've been taught, what we teach, it's all at a point where it's being put to a practical test. This is the moment of truth, people. How are we responding? How am I responding? Am I losing hope? Am I getting depressed and discouraged? Some days, to be honest with you, I am. And I have to speak to my soul, just like David did in the Bible. And I have to say, soul, why are you so downcast? Put your hope in God. Trust in Him. 
and start praising him and worshiping him and relying on his goodness and who he is. This is the moment of truth. This is the moment where everything we have been taught, everything we have taught is being put to a practical test. And we have to be conscious. We have to be aware of this so that we will be victorious. We will be overcomers. And we can say, wait a minute. I realize what's going on. I'm in a test. I'm in a very practical test. My soul is downcast. I'm down. I'm, I'm feeling depressed. I'm discouraged. I'm feeling sorrow and pain and the solitude of this whole social distancing thing and everything that's going on. And I must rise above this instead of letting it come over me and take hold of my emotions, my feelings, and get the best of me and bring me down. I have to press forward. I have to rise above. And it takes a lot of grace from the Lord. But we have to humble ourselves and say, God, I need your help. I can't do this. I need your grace. I need your strength. And when we humble ourselves, the Bible says he gives grace to those who are humble. He does give us grace. We can reach out, receive it, and we'll find that we do have the strength to rise above. The day of adversity is is very short, but it seems like it lasts forever. And in our human nature, we tend to get down. And we tend to, if we don't have our guard up and we are not constantly rising above this and putting into practice those things that we know we're supposed to do, we know we're supposed to be, we will be taken under by this. So we need to be aware and remind each other in love and remind ourselves. This is just a test. I'm being tested. How am I going to respond? How am I going to act? The bitter herbs, the harsh circumstances, they're to help shape me. God is allowing this for my good, Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for those who are called according to his purposes and who love the Lord. So I I may not understand. Many times, most of the time, I don't. We may not understand. It may not feel good. Most of the time, it doesn't. But it's okay. It's a test. If we will respond correctly, we're going to come out of this. We're going to qualify for that third house where we will receive a crown, where we will qualify to become the bride of Christ. Please don't think that I'm insensitive. I have my own set of pain and grief and sorrow and 
things that I'm going through, but I'm not going to bore you with those. Because <laughs> everybody, everybody's going through things. I'm not being insensitive to you. So don't think, yeah, but she doesn't know. Yeah, but she doesn't have it this hard. She doesn't, she doesn't. I do. <laughs> I just, I'm not going to tell you about all of it. We all have our own set of things. The Lord knows what we all need. What bitter herbs do you need? What bitter herbs do I need? And in his mercy, he'll give them to us because it's part of the purification. And it's in his mercy so we can qualify. As Christians, we know very well what's required of us. We know what we're supposed to do in difficult times, but when the rubber meets the road, are we practicing are we practicing those things? Or are we coming under it, under the weight of it all? This has been in my situation, it's been a half a year. Craziness. There's a temptation to get depressed and to just lift up my hands and say, I can't take this anymore. This is too much. But it's not too much because God's word says, I won't give you anything that's too much for you. And I have to believe. I know his word is true. So we're supposed to, in difficult times, we're supposed to hold on tightly to the anchor of hope, which is Jesus Christ. And we're supposed to rely on who he is. We're supposed to stand on his word and know that we can trust him. We're supposed to continue walking forward with him. We are to grow in his light. We're supposed to, when the rubber hits the road, count it all joy. Does that sound familiar? When we meet various trials, that's according to James 1 verse 2. Listen to this, James 1 verses 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So right there, God's work is telling us that we're supposed to consider it pure joy when we're going through all kinds of trials. Hello. I mean, who is going to jump up and down and clap their hands and, oh, goody, I'm going through these trials. Yay. It feels good. No, of course not. It doesn't feel good. But the thing is we must get up over we must rise above these feelings because the feelings are very real and we need to go into the spirit and get out of the flesh the flesh is 
what is going to be brought down. The spirit is what will cause us to be victorious and rise above. And that's where we can, by God's grace, say, okay, Lord, you know, it doesn't feel good. I don't like it. Um, but I am going to count it all joy because I know that if I respond correctly and I am victorious and rise up above this, I'm going to help myself. I'm going to help others. And you will be glorified and honored through it. I will grow in you and I will be qualifying to become the bride of Christ. How many of us actually thank God when we're going through difficulties? How many of us actually stop and say, Lord, I, I thank you for all of this. I, I really, truly, sincerely thank you for the pain, for the sorrow, for the feeling of solitude and the feeling of a sense of loss that the distancing has brought into our lives. How many of us, and I'm including myself, and yet, as Christians, we're instructed, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God, in Christ Jesus, concerning me. You know, Paul and Silas, they were unjustly thrown into prison. That account is in Acts 16. And I'm going to read to you, starting from verse 22. In Acts 16, starting at verse 22, we see that Paul and Silas, when they were unjustly thrown into the prison, they were stripped. They were beaten with rods, severely flogged, and thrown into prison. They were put into the inner cell where there was solitude and their feet were put into stocks and incredibly how they responded after all of that where the rubber meets the road this was reality folks this is reality they're in a very practical test what they've been taught what they've been teaching they are faced now with let all this stuff bring them down or rise above it. The word of God doesn't say they got depressed. It doesn't say that it got the best of them. It doesn't say that they said, we can't do this anymore. This isn't fear. I don't deserve this. They're wrong. We're right. They didn't say, I don't feel like doing this anymore. I don't feel like being and doing what I'm supposed to do. But amazingly, in verse 25, amazingly, I, I just have to say here, every time I read this story, I'm in awe because to be honest with you, I'm like, how many of us would actually respond this way? 
Oh, it would take so much grace. But you know how they responded this way? They had practiced it. So when they came to this place where the rubber meets the road, they were able to do, they were able to pass the test because it was the moment of truth. They had been fed, so to speak, bitter herbs. They had gone through harsh, harsh circumstances. And when they practiced in the smaller things, when the bigger things came, they were able to rise above it. And that's why you and I going through all these things that we're going through today and what we're going to go through tomorrow, we've got to get a hold of ourselves, so to speak, spiritually speaking, shake ourselves and say, wake up and stop getting under, pulled under with all this stuff going on because it's not going to stop. We're being tested. We're being qualified. How are we going to respond? Paul and Silas's amazing response was they decided to put aside the flesh, which was, I'm sure, hungry, in so much pain, very tired, and probably screaming out to give up, to quit, to stop. Instead, they put that flesh aside and they rose up in the spirit. They chose to please God's heart by offering prayers and sacrifices of praise to God. Why sacrifice? It cost them. They had to put their flesh to death so that their spirit could come alive and to actually praise God in all that that they were going through. They were more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. And guess what? You and I, brother and sister in Christ, we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ, it says in Romans. God honored them. I'm going to read in uh, verses 26 through 34. Verse 26. Suddenly, okay, this is after they chose to worship, to praise God, to pray in the midst of all of this. Verse 26, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for lights. He rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. And in verse 30, he then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? 
How awesome is that? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. Verse 33, at that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. And verse 34, the jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole house. This is the result of rising above feelings, above emotions, pain, depression, Not only were Paul and Silas set free when they responded correctly, when the rubber hit the road in their circumstances and they responded correctly, not only were they set free, but all others in the prison were also. And on top of that, if that wasn't good enough, which that is pretty, pretty good stuff there. The guard and his entire family got saved. You see, when we will respond correctly, not only are we qualifying to become the bride of Christ, not only are we glorifying God and honoring him, we're being set free from bondages in our own life, but we also affect others. We're affecting the life of others so that they also will be set free from their bondages. And so it is so extremely important, my dear friends, how you and I respond when we are in these practical tests, when the rubber meets the road. How are we going to respond? It's time to rise up over our flesh, over our emotions, walk in the spirit, and walk victoriously. Everything we've been taught, we know what we're supposed to do. We've taught this to, uh, to others. Everything we know we're supposed to be. We have taught others. We need to be it. We need to do it. And I am reminding myself, because like I said, I have my own set of circumstances that I'm going through. And I'm reminding myself. So I'd like to pray. Let's let's uh, let's pray together Lord we are humbly coming before you and saying we know we can't do this on our own the flesh doesn't like this stuff the flesh doesn't like the pain the sorrow the the feelings of solitude and loss and all of that other stuff our flesh just doesn't like it, Lord. 
But we're saying we need your help. We know it's only going to be by your grace and your mercy, Lord. So would you graciously give us the strength to go on, to grow in you, to respond correctly, to do and to be what we know very well we're supposed to do and to be and so that not just our lives can benefit, but so that others can as well benefit and be glorified, your name be glorified and honored through it all. And we ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. All right, thank you for listening. I know this was a little bit longer, but I just, this was just flowing out of me. And it's been a while now, and I really needed to share it. So, again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bring forth fruit for his kingdom and glory and honor. Love you all. Stay safe. Until next time. God's richest blessings upon you all.